Welcome into the Tickets Basketball Postgame Show, featuring Derek Pearson and former Husker and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! You're gonna go out of here. That's a big eight tournament champion. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Huskers take it over the Tennessee State Tigers. Pinnacle Bank Arena. Jake Bachoven, Big Sky. We're waiting for Eric Strickland to reach, and we'll get through it. But the numbers we can talk about. Bach, first take, 79-73 win. Are you satisfied? Uh, I kind of scared throughout the night, right? You didn't want to drop another one that was going to look ugly uh, on, on, in the early season, but uh, they, they pulled through. You know, these again, sometimes you just kind of take these as learning chances, and, and Nebraska was able to do that, hit the free throws down the stretch. Didn't hit free throws all that well throughout the game, um, but did hit them down the stretch, and I think Alonzo Verge probably maybe had his best game as a Husker. I, I'd say pretty close to it, 18 points and 10 assists, and really kind of, helping them separate there toward the end. Uh, a couple minutes left to go in the game. What did you want to see from Burt tonight? Uh, it just kind of kind of what he did, you know. He, he's kind of, the, the you know, since he's kind of transitioning into this this point guard role and, and sticking uh, with the five-out type of offense, he's, he's kind of learning how to do it. He's, he's still on the attack. I like that from him. Um, don't take the, oh, completely away that scoring mentality. He led the team in shots again tonight. That's fine. He's, he's one of your best players, but it's not it's not one of those five for 15 nights. It's, again, a very uh, very good night, 7-11 from the field to get 18 points and then get into the free throw line. He's normally even a better free throw shooter than he was tonight, um, but that's what I wanted to see and that and then the other part is don't take away from what you have been doing well and he capitalized and, and, and even did better than he had been doing in the assist column uh, once again getting to double digits he's clearly and far away their best dribbler their best <laughs> setup guy um, and now just starting to understand and, and, and play in his role in the offense he, he's get, you know there's a lot of guys to watch grow this season uh, Bryce McGowns is, is one of the funnest but Verge is growing in a different way right he's a lot older um, you know he's maybe a whole lot of these uh, you know the physical attributes are already there, but as far as playing in this offense, that's three games in a row now where I think you're saying he's on the right side of it. And in, in, in this game, kind of in my mind, taking another step forward in into not just kind of playing within it, um, but capitalizing and being one of the best player on the court tonight. Yeah, you know the ups and downs and ups and downs. I still was reminded that this team's captain was sitting on the sideline with one foot on a scooter. So that was a big part of this. And and I kept going, when a player opposing player gets hot, who's going to step up and defend that guy? And so you find those things as, as curiosities. And then the consistent curiosity that this team is not hitting three-pointers from guys who look like shooters who are not hitting it from three. So it's a little intriguing. Uh, I am slightly more than curious. Um, but we'll talk about it. Uh, you guys can, in fact uh, – get to us starter Heyman text line 402-464-5685 you can call in give your thoughts as well on the honda lincoln hotline same number uh again we're live on the, on the starter Heyman video stream so uh, you'll be able to see what's going on we'll carry you through until about 11 o'clock tonight do a quick recap and get this thing done so um oh that's an, okay that's the other station that's the other studio <laughs> that i can hear in my head 
Okay. Fair enough. Good to know. <laughs> um, some of the numbers as, as they bounce back, and let's bring in. Uh, what you looking so mean for, Eric Strickland? This is a win. It's 79-73. <laughs> what you frowning about? Let's bring in the Husker Hall of Famer. Eric Strickland, brother, <laughs> what's happening? What's your first take, man? What's your first take? Um, no, I mean, you know, yeah, it's a win, but it's it's still very disappointing. Uh, this is not a very good uh, TSU team. I mean, uh, it's my dad's alma mater. You know, other than that, um, I, I really wanted to come in and have something real. I want to talk greedy to him tomorrow. Um, but it doesn't look like I'm going to get a chance. He'll probably be talking more greasy to me than I will I will be able to to him. I think it just, for me, um, it was kind of disappointing from the aspect of um, you got off to the start that they got off to, you know, 13 to three. Uh, in that situation, that's, that's, that's when you're looking to just pound a team and, and, and bury them. But you get a team uh, like a TSU team, they're not very good. Um, they have some talented players. Uh, but, again, they're doing things that uh, most teams that are good are going to just destroy uh, Nebraska at, at this point. Because what I saw was, again, a lot of standing around. The ball goes up. There's a lot of looking. There's a lot of watching. And then guys are flying by them, getting hands on balls or tipping balls and put, put, put backs or whatever the case may be. Or the ball gets loose and they Nebraska ends up securing it. It ain't that they secured it. It's that it just happened to bounce their way. So those things are disappointing. Um, you know, loose balls. You, know, you, you see TSU. Uh, and I'm only saying this because you can win. I mean, you, you barely beat a bad team. You're going to get – you know, just say if that was Gonzaga or just, I mean, that's the way you got to look at it. If that's a Gonzaga or that's Duke or that's, you know, these teams that are, that are going to just absolutely dismantle you, you, you're blown out of the gym with that type of play. And in loose balls, you see TSU diving out of bounds, getting your hands on it. They're throwing it back. Yes, Nebraska happens to secure it because it went to a Nebraska player. But um, uh, I saw another instance at the, uh, you know, late, well, it was probably around the eight-minute mark. Um, Trey McGowan gets a, a steal, um, kind of loses the ball. The ball is, like, on the ground, and you see two TSU players diving on the ground and trying to secure it and, and, and get the ball. Maybe one Nebraska guys, and you see three or four of them, Nebraska guys just standing there watching, not even trying to get in the mix. Those things are not. Those are not. Though to me, those aren't basketball winning plays. Those, every, you know, you, three, four people should be diving on that ball, and that's that's winning basketball to me. So I, I just didn't see a lot of it tonight. It's, it's kind of scary for me, but you know, it's a win. A W is a W. Fifty-three percent from the field for the Huskers uh, on twenty-eight of fifty-three shooting. Uh, the number that we circle is the twenty-four percent from three, six of twenty-five. We also circle. We we got flashbacks and reminiscing of 63% free throw shooting, 17 of 27. A lot of that coming from, from a ball handler. Verge is 3 of 7. He's got to be better. Uh, 10 turnovers, uh, 21 points off turnovers. Uh, 36 of 35 was the rebounding battle. Um, 11 offensive boards for, for Tennessee State. Those are numbers that, that, again, we're paying attention to. Uh, 18 assists on 28 makes. 
for the Huskers. Strick, any of those numbers make your head scratch? Rebounds. This is not a big team. That's not a big TSU team. I mean, they're not even long. They're they're somewhat athletic in some positions of their front court. No depth. So it's only win that rebound battle. Um, you should have more offensive rebounds in that situation as long as you are as a team, as strong as you are as a team, as athletic as you are as a team. Um, but again, um, I'm happy they got the win. You know, there's some there there were some good things that were done. Um, it was good to see a you know still it, it was a little balanced with with regards to Alonzo Verge. Good, you know, he made some good plays, made some good decisions. A few balls kind of crept through. What I want to see more of is get Derek Walker the ball more. I mean, feed him some more. You know, that'll open up lanes. It'll open up you know opportunities for easier shots in the perimeter. Um, I still saw just a little bit of balance of that, but in the in the in the end, the rebounds hurt me a little bit. I thought the turnover numbers being low was good. Um, you know, you don't want to give a team like that opportunities in the turn. So, uh, not turning the ball over, um, I thought they did good with that, and just just um, you know some better shot selections. You can see some frustration on some of the players um, because the ball is not moving the way. When you have a very deep team, you want the ball to move. Uh, you want people to just touch it, to feel it, you know, to feel confident that if it leaves my hands at this time, it's going to come back possibly because there's so much movement, there's so much penetration, there's so much drive and kick. You want to you want to know that that's, that's an option. Um, you want the big fellas to run more. You want them to rebound more. You want them to do all those things, and I think that's, that's a necessity that needs to happen if you, if you want to uh, be successful. Brock, this team was held, Tennessee State was held to 41% from the field, 39% from three. Like, they, they started off blazing hot. They were 10 of 19. Then they went three of 14 in the second half. Uh, your, your thoughts on this? Was this a good defensive effort in your, in your mind? Uh, I wouldn't probably say necessarily great. Uh, I, like, like Strick was saying, this Tennessee State team's not very good. Maybe could have identified the shooter a little bit and Dedrick Boyd a little bit better. Uh, made sure he wasn't getting his because he was six of eleven beyond the arc at the end of the game. Um, and they were they were shooting a lot of threes. So you know it's it's hard for me to say without knowing what the game plan was. Maybe that's something they didn't think they could do, or you know they were going to go ahead and give them give that up to them. Um, but uh, you know I I don't I. <laughs> I, I think there's parts of this game that you could be excited about and think that there's progress. Um, and then there's just the, the over the overarching thing is that Tennessee State's not very good and you struggle with them and you let them, you know, the, you're leading, you're losing to them at halftime. Um, so, I, again, with this, I just kind of see it as, you know, maybe I'm just trying to look at the positives, but um, maybe see it as an opportunity to say they've been playing a few games in a row. Um, they've got another one around the corner, so there's not much of a break. But, um, you know, they, they kind of just let – you would ha it, it's hard to say they even let them hang around because they would look like about even the teams did tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on a different plane. I don't care how it looks. For this one, this team needed to see my issue would have been that if it was mucked up and you stayed in the muck, you stayed in the muck and you did things. I, I to shout out that Derek Walker was 16.7 of seven from the field again, six rebounds again. 
right, in, 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 in 29 minutes. So we're getting 16 points on efficient plays to Derek Walker. Yeah, you need more of them, but cool. We'll figure that out. Bryce McGowan gave you 18 points, six rebounds, four assists on what was a productive night, a high usage night for him. He had the ball quite a bit. Verge, for everything we've talked about for Alonzo Verge, Verge gave you 18 points on 11 shots, 10 assists, two turnovers. For for point guards who are using the ball, who who have the ball that much, that dude played a game tonight. So I can look at that part because I wanted to see how they were going to get through the mud late. Like mud was coming. Friction was coming. What were they going to do? Previously this season, that situation happened where you had a four-point lead late in the game and you let it get away. Were you better tonight in finishing the game than you were that opening night? The answer is yes. Were you better in, in defending as you were against Creighton? The answer is yes. Were you good enough? For the Big Ten season, no, absolutely not. But you weren't playing Big Ten teams tonight. Find a way to win basketball games on ugly nights. And look, this is Nebraska athletics. I will take an ugly win over a pretty loss. I'm done with pretty losses. I'm done. Oh, bro, I'm done. What, what, <laughs> what, what I wanted – yeah, what I want at the end of this is give me a dub. I don't care if you got a scratch claw – limp on one foot, have one eye, and a broken pinky. I need for the dub to happen. So that's the lane that I'm in, and I'm not disagreeing with anybody. I'm saying, look, them young dudes who are in, in game six, Bryce McGowan is in his sixth collegiate game tonight. Verge is still learning his teammates. He's still learning the position. He's still learning the responsibilities. You still haven't figured out what you're doing with Keon Edwards. You're missing your captain, your team captain, your best defender, and your best playmaker. He's still the best playmaker. And he's sitting on the sideline with his foot in the boot. You got C.J. Wilshire who st- stood up and gave you minutes. You didn't get what you wanted from Tamanaga or, or, or Breidenbach, but that's okay because there were minutes on the floor. They are smarter tonight than they were before the game started. Strict. Give me a little bit about Verge. 11, 11 – we've talked about this off-air about Young Drew early season. 11 shots, 10 assists, two turnovers. We good with those numbers? But that's that's what I talked about last time I was I joined the crew, uh, was I like his numbers to not be in that 20 range, 18 range. I need it to be with efficiency at about that range where it is right now. Mm-hmm. You know, shooting at seven – you know, out of 12, that six out of 13 or that six out of 11, mm-hmm. you know, in that range. And, you know, you look at it, I like his free throw numbers. He got to the free throw line seven times. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I uh, I would like his clip to be a little bit higher, you know. And, and you know, he should go back and look at that and say, God dang, I could have had a 20 piece mm-hmm. and an efficient 20 piece. Easy. You right. know what I mean? If right. I make if I make free throws, right? Right. So I love the, the assist to turnover ratio. There's great decisions he made in some instances, and and um, I still I still would say that um, there's a few instances where he's driving more. But it's like it's like you said, it's a learning it's a learning experience. I mean, shoot, it took me some time to even learn the position because I didn't play. So I, I'm not I'm not um, you know coming down on him in that aspect. I think there's just over there's opportunities where, uh, like for example, when when he he drove to the basket, I mean the guy 
dove in there. He got fouled, but mm-hmm. he reached in there. But if he didn't reach in there, he's hmm. taking a tough shot yeah. when let man is butt naked <laughs> in the corner. Right. If a guy dies, I don't care. I look, I don't care what happens. If a guy dives in there, if you're a point guard, that is that ball's gotta go to that corner. Period. Right? Mm-hmm. So those are the things that I want to see from him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there, you know, even with Bryson's situations, you know, he he kind of got a little, you know, he ain't had a touch in a minute, and he goes to the basket, takes a tough, you know, shot on two players. It's not winning basketball. That's me. I'm I'm looking. Yes, duh. I'm with you, totally. I'm. I love all of that. Love the four two. Great coming into South Dakota next. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 loving all of it, but. I'm wanting winning basketball plays. If I can see winning basketball plays, I can see a lot of dubs mm-hmm. when he even comes into the Big Ten. Not Big Ten teams are playing well, bro. You know what I'm saying? It ain't just, you know, you got Northwestern playing well. Illinois picking up some dubs. You know what I mean? Indiana getting it done. You know, and these teams are looking good. I'm watching them and I'm like, mm, they look good. So I want winning basketball plays. If I can see that, I can have more 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 enthusiasm and comfort but i do like what i see in some instances no question about it. i love Derek walker getting it done today i love you know um uh, you know just just a little bit more poise i saw uh great you know athleticism out of mcgowan's um the, the distribution on verge still you know i i like to see them get let man involved a little bit but they need to go inside a little bit more you're not gonna you're not gonna win a lot of big you're not gonna when the top tier Big Ten games just staying on the perimeter, I mean, it's just there's just too good of teams out there. They they finished, and this was what was odd. And Bach and I caught it the last two games that they had forty five and forty four and forty five points in the paint the last two games. Tonight they had thirty four points in the paint, which seemed like a pretty high, like a high number for what they were doing. They got nine second chance points. They only had uh, six offensive rebounds. Which is okay, but here was the part. And Bach have talked about this. They made all their layups for the second consecutive night. This was, was, wait a minute, you guys are going 13 for 13 in layups. That hasn't been, look, this program hasn't had that as a part of what it's been doing lately. So, for me, that points up. Bach, I'll ask you this. Do you want to see more transition points from this team? Are you willing (laughs) to sacrifice offensive rebounds for some easy buckets? Uh, I think there's a certain match where you would, but I like the strategy of trying to keep up with them in the rebounds. That thing was just killing them the first couple of games. Again, tonight they they ended up just losing the rebound battle by one. Uh, you know, Tennessee State, not an ex- exactly a powerful rebounding team, but they had a couple guys uh, get, you know, with, with some size that, that did get some rebounds today. I'm willing to give it up, I think. I think, you know, until – Maybe they can get their system going. You know, it, it's kind of interesting because you're trying to get the system going offensively. So maybe you would think you would want to get those transition points because you got some players that can do it. Um, but I think right now it's it's worth giving up to get those rebounds. At least get your get your team to the intensity level of of that they're going to get those boards and then try to try to like maybe start to peel back, start to say we want the same number of rebounds, but then tonight we're going to focus on transition a little more too tonight. We'll throw it to break here and come back. And Strick, I want to go through some of the numbers again because that Strick thing of being able to have balance at several positions, I want to talk about the guys who can do that for them. And you were on some teams where the bench mattered a lot. 
And to get a win on a night where you only had one player off the bench being productive, I want to ask you how do you how do you manage that and how do you fix that going forward? Um, we're talking to Eric Strickland, <laughs> Bach Oven, myself, Big Sky. Uh, Huskers win at 79-73. More of the post-game show on 92.7 The Ticket when we return. Back to the Ticket's Basketball Post-Game Show. Featuring Derek Pearson and former Husker and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. See, you have to let more bounce play and let Strickland get – see, that, that, that Strickland – Strick could be anywhere near a bar, and if more bounce came on, Strick would find his way to the middle of the dance floor pretty quickly. Like, and if you're not on the video stream, you can't see the face he's making, that's what I'm talking about. Only only Zap can make you make that face. <laughs> <laughs> let's <laughs> let's bring in Eric Strickland. Let's bring in him. Uh, hey, so for 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 the great teams that you won, especially the teams here at Nebraska, there the, the practices were always battles. They were always wars, right? I've heard the stories from Tony Farmer and company of how what it was like to really just every day show up and know that work was about to happen. I I I think a part of this team's story is one night. The starting five is on, and then the next night, the second five is on. <laughs> and I think they're trying to find a balance because do you put C.J. Wilcher, move him from the second unit, put him at the starting spot, uh, replacing Trey McGowan's, and have Keon come off the bench with Tamanaga, Kobe Webster, and Brian Bach? Or do you keep the chemistry of the second group together so that you have an opportunity – to not go minus points when your second unit is on the floor. Coach, how would you go about handling C.J. Wilshire and this lineup? Yeah, I, I, I would I would probably stick with that right now, and the reason being is that um, hope you, 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 you're you going to need Keon Edwards at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And so, so you want, you know, the confidence of knowing you're going to be – in um in the game starting you can you you prepare a little bit different right mm-hmm. um you're gonna know you're gonna be able to get into a rhythm you probably want to just you know ready yourself get a good lather get yourself well mentally prepared coming into the game so that way you're ready to perform because in that opportunity that you're giving it's going to depend on how you perform within that those minutes is, as to whether or not you, you're going to get more time right so obviously that didn't happen for him tonight, and you know he took he 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 took some fourth opportunities. More than anything, you want to do little things that are going to make coach want you out there, other than taking bad shots, one pass and a challenge three from the corner. You know that I saw out of him, right? Mm-hmm. You want to be able to you know maybe take a shot fake, take a couple dribbles, get to the rim, maybe get to the free throw line, ooh, get a nice relax, free throw shot, couple feel a stroke, see something go in. Now you begin to work off of that. Without that, you know, see CJ Wilkshire almost did the same thing, came in. I mean, the ball went to him the first time, one, two passes. That was a problem I saw tonight. They're firing up jumpers. I'm like, God, Lee, come on, guys. You got to move the ball. 
you know, but everybody's trying to kind of get in. But, you know, C.J. Wilcher was able to get it, get it done. And that's why he got more minutes tonight. He was, he was rebounding. He was doing those little things that you want to see out of Keon. So I would stick with that right now. Um, you, want, you want that kind of production coming off your bench. You want him and you want Kobe Webster. You want to have one of Tamanaga. You want to have somebody, one or two of them to come off and have an eight, ten-point night, which would give you some good bench production. It it was interesting, Brock, <laughs> watching C.J. Wilcher kind of get his 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 grown man legs tonight, right? Like he started with the baby legs, right? He was a little a little little bit off. He had good intention, <laughs> but he looked off. And then all of a sudden, the light goes on, and Wilcher goes from what was like a a, a minus twenty, <laughs> <laughs> and puts up fifteen points and stays on the floor during the crucial moments. If it was your team, is Wilshire in the starting lineup or no? I don't know if it's it's kind of weird. Like, is, is he one of your five best players? Probably, but that, but like you're saying, uh, do you want to switch? You, you know, do you want to kind of mess up with that second unit, or do you want to make sure that you have somebody off the bench? He's the most reliable of that bench unit. I mean, Kobe went off for 20, but today he had two. You know, Wiltshire had three last game. I'll get that, but, I mean, he's consistently scoring 15, 10. I mean, he's your best three-point shooter and most reliable, most consistent. Um, so I think that he's, you know, if, if he embraces that six-man role similar to kind of what people are expecting out of Kobe, um, you know, then maybe that's the spot for him. But do I, do I see him? I mean, clearly at this point, I think he's providing more than Edwards is. It's just, it's it's kind of odd, and I, I really want to, I, I would love to hear from Coach Hoiberg kind of what the idea is there, or kind of, you know, what, is, what does Edwards have to do to keep that spot, or is it simply um, that you kind of you want to keep that second unit together? Because that's, that's almost got to be it to me, because Edwards, he, he starts, but he doesn't play starter minutes, and he doesn't finish. So, you know, is it just about getting him experience? It's just his length. Uh, it, you know, it's just not a unit they go with all, all that long with Edwards. So, Strick, Hoiberg said this in the presser postgame. Uh, Hoiberg says, many of the Nebraska's players have been shooting over 40% from three-point range in live action during practice. But then he also went further to say, maybe that's because of our defense. <laughs> Which... <laughs> 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 yeah, Fred went. Fred went cold. Um, which side of this thing do you do you think it falls on? Right. You say, just just give me the question one more time. I just is, want to make is, sure I'm clear. Is, is is the shooting? Because we had a listener who texted in to say, uh, "Is is the problem not shooting, not practicing in the arena?" right, with a different backdrop and that sort of thing. And Fred says, well, we shoot it pretty good at practice, but that might be us. For you, right. I mean, if you, there's a huge difference between you shooting at, at the Knicks practice facility and you shooting at the Garden. Entirely different. How, right. do you, how do you amend that? Is it you need to practice in the room? Do you need to practice in the room with fans? Like different backdrops, all the different color shirts behind it all the different noise and distraction. Is that a practice thing that can move forward? I mean, I mean, you, you play in the arena regularly, right? So it's not necessarily, uh, uh, I mean, I can't say that for my instance, because we, pre we practice in the divani. You see what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. It was regular for me to be at the Devaney Rams on a regular basis. So I I can see some, you know, potential with that. 
Um, so I'll give some deference to that, but I don't want to overly, you know, put that in that category as that's that's the problem uh, that can be fixed by just going over regularly to pinnacle. But why not? If, if there's no one in there, if the girls aren't playing, if there's there's nothing going on, there's not a concert popping in there. Every now and then, you know, maybe worth it to go in there and sh- you know shoot and get it in. I maybe even go do shoot arounds in there, right? So I don't know if that's the case with them right now. Do they do shoot arounds in there? DP, you would know better than I do. They don't. Do, uh, they don't know. do. Not, they don't. They don't do all of them, which would be the for me. There's a convenience of them using the the facility at Devaney convenience training facilities those sort of things things that are already set up on a, yeah. on a on a usual basis but there also could be that difference and look it's not all shooters as Texan says well Tennessee State didn't team in mind um and the, <laughs> <laughs> like everybody hard on everybody f- shooting fire at Huskers tonight um <laughs> like everybody's got jokes man this is amazing um, but for you, but for, right? Um, like, am I, is it too weird to think that Nebraska could practice more at, PB, at PBA? No, I don't think it's too weird. Uh, you know, I, you know, I don't know if I'd make it a, a regular practice environment, but definitely, why not go over and do some shoot rounds periodically, and you know, just kind of keep you, you know, consistent with getting your eyes on what the the atmosphere, the spacing, and all of that looks like. Um, you know, because uh, again. That's why I don't want to give total difference to that because I understand your point. And I think it's a valid point, but I've also seen some some kids come in there and never played in Pinnacle before and and play in a state tournament and absolutely go nuts. Well, look, everybody ain't Eric Strickland. Everybody ain't Eric Strickland. Just walk into a new gym and light it up like it's Christmas. Like, everybody don't have that skill set, sir. No, not going to put that on me, my guy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so here's the other – so, Bach, and I'll ask you both this. Jeff says take Lott out and put Wilshire in. Um, Your thoughts to that? Bach first, what what are your thoughts? Is Is that a you thing? Uh, it's a possibility as well. I mean, you can because Let's not giving you quite what you need from him, and and he's he's kind of the leader along with Tamanaga on that three point shooting problem. He's one of four. Tamanaga again one of four tonight. That's about what they've been doing twenty five percent. But their game is largely based around the three point arc. I mean, that's the biggest threat that they're supposed to give you. And it's not you know we can make all these jokes or talk about where it is or what. I mean, that's how those guys got scholarship. That's how those guys are here. So they can shoot. Uh, they just need to do better. So, you know, it's about kind of sticking with them. Again, I, I don't think – I, I kind of like the second unit and, and having that spark off the bench. Um, but if if you're talking – sometimes we get too caught up in the starting five. If you're talking about the finishing five is what I'm kind of interested in. And I, I do think Wiltshire should be part of that, uh, whether that's with Edwards minutes or, or a lot Mayans. Um, but I think that a lot still – he just can give you a lot with his length, um, and and you know that's it's just hard to replace. That's something you can't teach. So if I were to take one out, it would be Edwards. But Lot does need to kind of step up his game. Strick, is any of that one? Would you make that change in two? Is any of that Lot just trying to play himself off the off the injured injured ankle? Ankle. Oh, I, I just think you know I, I, I it's tough. Um, I, I don't know for sure. Uh, it's very possible that could be the the case. I will say that a shooter 
when a shooter is open and they get kind of passed over, you know what I mean? There can be frustration. And so what can happen is that a shooter won't be ready to shoot. And then the ball comes and you're like, I'm open. Now you're not ready to shoot. But a, a shooter that's that's getting the ball, feeling the ball, you know, getting a chance to touch it, you know, and do something with it periodically, it can change the whole dynamic on how they shoot, right? Because then they're not forcing uh, opportunities. They're not quick shooting opportunities. They're able to just step into their stroke free and easy and, and stroke it. And um, I, 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 would, I would venture to say that I, I can see a little bit of frustration in him where I've seen him open quite, you know, at least I, I probably, I would venture to say I've seen at least three or four times where at one time he just took a fake shot, like the ball came and that, that's, that to me is a, is a sign. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see if it continues to make a difference, but I will try to find a way to get them to touch that ball. I, I, I don't, I don't care if it's running a play for him, getting them off the screen running some misdirection going one way where you're driving and then maybe a, a deep kick into the corner. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I would find a way to, to get them the touches where they know the ball is coming to them. Strick, I was asked this question, and I know my answer, my response to it, but I was asked, who does C.J. Wilcher remind you of as a player? Hmm. Wow. I thought in build – Shot selection, athleticism, right? Um, There's somebody that came to mind. And I immediately said Sean Marion. Hmm. Really? Hmm. Uh, I would probably say maybe a Jimmy Butler-ish um, kind of flow to, to me. Um I'd like to see more of him, you know what I mean? Because, I, you know, Jimmy Butler's kind of a dog, so I, I don't know if I want to put that on him, right? Throw that one on, hey. on CJ and put that kind of on. You know, you know, Jimmy's kind of a dog with it. But um, body and build, that's a tough one, bro. I'm, 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 I'm trying to see if I can go into the Rolodex of memory on that one. What about um, Bri- what about Bryce McGowan? I, I would say he kind of reminds me of of, of, of Paul Paul Pierce. You know, back in those those days, that kind of, you know, um, let me see. Sean That's Marion. funny. Sean Marion was long, bro. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Sean. Sean's a bit of an alien, but just that size, yeah. that build, being able to—I mean, the length you can't do anything with because not many people were as long as Sean. Sean has that alien DNA, um, which which allows him to. T- oh, there there was a guy back in the day at Missouri. Uh, gosh, what was his accent? Something Atkins, and he could stroke. Um, gosh, what was his name? My mind is just drawing a blank. And he looked just like him, the short neck with the big, broad shoulders and just the kind of, you know, real easy run about him, but he can stroke it. Oh, gosh. Mark Atkins. Look that name Mark, up, Mark Atkins is what Big Sky said. Mark is that it, uh, Big Sky? Big Sky says Mark, Atkins, Mark Atkins. From Missouri? Back in my time. But yeah. it had to be probably like 94. Yeah, this is Big 8 Days. Big 8 Days, yeah. Him. He reminds me of him. 
Definitely. I'm going to have to check him out now. What do you – give me the same response to Bryce McGowan's. <laughs> Bryce is way too cool for me, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love his – hey, listen, I love his game, though. I mean, he's, he's got that thing with him, but uh, he's way Smooth. too cool for me. Smooth. Um, who is that, man? Smooth. Oh gosh, um, he is smooth as he is smooth. I, oh. I here's the funny thing. Who you gotta tell me? And 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 I, and, I, I, and, I, and I hate doing this to him, right? I hate doing this to him. But Bryce to me will grow into Grant Hill. Yeah, but Grant was a beast, bro. Look, like I, I know Bryce is still young, so I can't fight him. But but listen, he kind of is cool like that. I, I can see where you're coming from, though, DP. I I see where you're coming from. Like I, I saw see. them at the same age. Yeah, he, I'm gonna tell you who he was, man. Who he is reminds me of. Okay, Glenn Robinson. You got you got him in the with the dog. <laughs> no, listen, Glenn Robinson was just he looked like he had no emotion. He just was out. He just was hey, he's giving him 30. I mean, he just, hey, man, that is funny. Yeah, that hey, is so yeah, funny. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. Bach, does, does yeah. any, like, when you watch when you watch McGowan's, is there anybody that he, somebody somebody at the stadium, uh, at the arena two two games ago, said that he moved, they were trying to figure out that he moved, that he moved like Penny Hardaway. And I said, but Penny frowned when he when he, when he was on one. Yeah. Oof. Like when Freddie, yeah. when, when Penny was getting you, Penny made faces the whole game. So, but I understand with that length and that it looked, he's got a little bit of that razor blade in him, right? <laughs> the, the, <laughs> got a little of that blade in him so you know look man look he look come on that dude is smooth all right what day what day what we'll do we'll throw the break we'll come back again we'll close the recap and set up uh for south dakota uh and then we'll set up for strict because strict's gonna be in town yeah we got some stuff to do with strict strict's coming and we need to give those stories and give the particulars we'll do that when we come back to the post game back to the Tickets Basketball Postgame Show featuring Derek Pearson and former Husker and nine-year NBA vet Eric Strickland on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Final segment before we get out and going forward, especially once we get into Big Ten season, these, these will run late if there's an early game. Eight o'clock game, Bach and Strick and I. We 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 will give you like the hour, but going to midnight, no, <laughs> no. We'll we'll hook you up though. We're, that's the plan. Strick, when do you get to town, brother? Thursday. Thursday, and then so so I'll be there for the Iowa game. I gotta go see who are you rooting for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had to. Yeah. I had to because I know. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'll ask you other question. Which side you sitting right. on? That's <laughs> <laughs> you. You a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
Well, I just because 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 I'm, I'm I'm imagining who you're going to be hanging with, and yeah. there's a certain former Husker who has a son who plays with a Hawkeye. So I would imagine at some point. So 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 here's the deal. So you you'll be here Thursday. So Friday, we will be at Tipsy Tina's at ten o'clock. At as you head to the stadium around eleven o'clock, stop by Tipsy Tina's. If you would, kind yep. of, sir, right? Yeah. Right? Bring your company. Yeah. Bring your company. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then after the game, you come to Tanner's. You got 90 minutes to get there. You come to Tanner's. I'll buy dinner. I got your dinner. Um, I might even have some drinks for you. Like, I, like I would do that for you, Eric Strickland. <laughs> so right. right 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 so we do that and then saturday the huskers are at home against south dakota and you will be in the building kind sir right Facts. Facts. so i'll be in pinnacle yeah i'm looking forward to this it's been yeah, too long too, I'm really excited. it's been too long i, I, I will say uh i i I didn't bring a big jacket, so I may have to invest in one. Uh, you, 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 you might need it this weekend. Um, I don't know. Actually, what's the weather supposed to be? So far here, it's pretty good, at least for Friday. It's, it's, 62, for it's 62 right now, uh, yeah. Strick. It's 62 degrees it. at night. Hold on, baby. Just hold on. Um, Friday, right Friday, the high is 62. I'm rolling. I'm good. Hey, I can burn it. I can rid it there, baby. Right. So it's it'll yeah. be it'll be sixty during the game, sixty during the game. Yeah. It'll be fi- it'll be fifty in the morning on your way there, but it'll be sixty during the That's game. All right. So there's that. I play golf in six. I play golf in fifty nine degree weather. Stop, I, man. I, I, so stop like... that. Stop. Like you ain't you ain't got you ain't got to flex on us like that. Look, man. Like we'd be out here in the snow. We you you'll be playing in a, in, in in a couple of weeks and it'll be snow here. So there's that. Um how big is Saturday's game for the Huskers basketball team? Like to go they to, they need to be five and two headed to North Carolina State. Is that is that is that a statement of truth? I would have to agree with you on that one. I think they, uh, it, it's a must win. You, you have this many games at home. You, you got to win the majority of them, period. Because there is going to come a stretch when you got to hit the road. And you want to be in a good position that, you know, you, 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 you make a run at a few of them on the road, but you may take a, you know, a little, little wallop or a little headbanger and, uh, you know, try to get a couple, steal a couple. Grab a couple and uh, keep your record just at a moderate place. You know what I mean? Because ultimately, you got to be looking at postseason play, right? You don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be going fishing when everybody else is is getting it in. So you want to be able to make sure you make a good mark to make people want to invite you. You know, unless you you get in and and make some noise in the Big Ten and and turn it out in the conference uh, tournament and do something big. So I'd like to see some improvement on this last game that we just saw. They have a couple of days before they have to, you know, turn it up and see what happens. Yeah, I I hope that that's the direction. Bach, kind sir, what does Saturday mean for you? 
Well, it's 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 your chance to get rolling before you have to get rolling, right? Because that's that's there's two what you would call tune-up games left in the season, and South Dakota's one of them. The other one you have Kennesaw State, but after after South Dakota, it's North Carolina State, it's Indiana, it's Michigan, it's Auburn, it's Kansas State before you get Kennesaw State, and then you're fully piece in, of cake, and then you're fully into the Big Ten. <laughs> so you've got two of these buy games, right? These gimme games that are scheduled W's. So you got to make sure they're W's. Protect home court. Uh, you know, a lot of people wanted this team to start seven and zero. Five and two is not awful if you're winning four in a row at least toward the end. I, I, I look for anybody that wanted this team to be seven. Oh, stop! <laughs> stop. I, I did wanted it. I stop. didn't really profess yeah, that. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stop. So, so, um, Strick, the text line just asked the question again. Who are you rooting for Friday? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm Husker Red to, to the end. You know, it's, it's definitely that. Uh, if if my if my boy makes a good play, I'm gonna root for him. You know, what oh, I mean? he family, you're supposed to root for him. I'm rooting for him yeah, too. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rooting for them to get a win. I'm rooting for them to have 150 yards and they take a L. That's what I'm. Rooting <laughs> <for>. <laughs> yeah, you you are not by yourself, kind sir. You are not by yourself. Okay, yeah. so so through through all this, before before we let you go, I gotta ask you, I gotta throw you the lob. What are your thoughts on LeBron Gate? What do you think? What 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 are your what what do you think happened? And then what do you think should happen next? So in essence, I, I've been talking about this all day uh, with some with some different people and friends. Um, I I see both parts and both parties had justification with the way that they felt and the way that they reacted, right? So I think LeBron reacted the way any normal player to include myself would have reacted. If a guy that's boxing me out puts his hands up in my jersey area and, and has a good hand grip on it, I'm going to get up off me, mm-hmm. you know, type of swipe. And it's just unfortunate that his head happened to be in the area of my swipe. <laughs> okay, so I, I can understand that. I also can understand his response and reaction because – at that point, yeah, you did what you did, but wait, bro, you went a little too far. That's that's a reaction someone would have when they see the blood. When you see the blood, it's like it's like a vampire, man. You know, it's like the vampire and blade. You know, they start, you know, getting rowdy, and that's anybody's reaction. When even I would have reacted that way if I would have got cut open, right? Yep. I just think he went too far. I just yeah. think he went a little too far, you know, running to the back, uh, all of that. But all the responses, two games to one, I could see that I probably even thought he probably would have got more yeah, DP it's, it's strict the it, overreaction of it. Strict, all I got to say is it's a shame that, that that brother ain't playing tailback for the Detroit Lions the way he ran through the <laughs> Like he, 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 yes, sir. he got everybody. So, hey, man, I will see you Friday. Hit me when you hit town Thursday. We got more to do. Bach, appreciate you. Big Sky. Happy Love Thanksgiving, it. everybody. Oscars win. Happy Thanksgiving. Go right. Big Red. All right.